Hello everyone, you are listening to the Igbo Initiative podcast with Ugochi Onyewu. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Igbo Initiative podcast, where we celebrate all things Igbo. We speak to amazing women in different walks of life who are either Igbo or who are friends of Igbo culture. In this episode, I had so much fun chatting to Ifunanya Mwanonyiri. Raised in the US, Ifunanya did not grow up speaking Igbo, but had a curiosity to learn about the culture and was super conscious of where she is from. Ifunanya is a student studying for her doctorate in physical therapy. However, despite her busy schedule, she recently started a podcast called Oji Abiala Igbo Podcast. In Igbo, Oji Abiala means the cola nut is here. The podcast is a play on several things. In her words, the cola nut can only be blessed in Igbo. So the podcast is a call to action to celebrate and keep the Igbo culture alive. So you can already tell. Ifunanya is an inspiring young woman after my own heart, so I just knew we would get along. The podcast documents her journey in learning the language and she invites her listeners to listen along with her. We discuss the best way to learn the language and the reason why we should not use the excuse that there are so many dialects in the Igbo language as a reason not to learn. We also have a lot of fun testing out our skills and we exchange pleasantries in Igbo. Hi, Funanya. So nice to talk to you today. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited for this episode because we get to uh, practice a little bit of our evil skills as rusty as they may be. <laughs> so this should be really fun. This should be fun. I've introduced you to the audience, so we'll dive right in and... Um, I just wanted you to start by saying, where are you from in Igbo land? What drives your passion for Igbo culture and the language? Talk to us a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm from a place called, a town called Ebwoma. It's in Uguta local government in mm-hmm. Imo state. Yeah. It's pretty close to Oweri. Mm-hmm. So it's like where that's a good way of um, identifying it yep. or locating it. And as for my passion for Igbo, <laughs> it's kind of funny because sometimes I like give a really short answer and it's just like, I'm Igbo, <laughs> as in like I'm an Igbo person, yes. so I should care. But for me, it's a little bit more than that. And I think a lot of other um, first generation children can probably relate. Mm-hmm. I feel like we grow up being very conscious of of this double reality, like one when you're in the house and then one when you walk outside of your house. Mm-hmm. And of course, my household was defined a lot about by my equal culture. But for me, I have felt as although my household and my identity definitely had this double consciousness to it, I felt like I, I wasn't rooted and like strongly enough in my Igbo culture because of not being able to fully understand my parents' conversations mm-hmm. in Igbo or mm-hmm. not feeling like I could on my own go to Nigeria and navigate or just still so much questions about what it really me- meant to be Igbo. Mm-hmm. So uh, just mostly that I, there was this one Chimamanda Adichie talk 
that I saw, I think it was like Igbo conference that she spoke at. Mm -hmm. And she said that there's always this one child who's like super duper conscious and interested about where they're from. And I think I just feel like that's me. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think that's me too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes it's a little like it's exciting and lonely at the same time because... It's really exciting to get to learn all these really great things and it like warms my heart. But then sometimes I feel like I want to tell other people like, aren't you excited about this? Or why don't you like see this as so interesting? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's really interesting because I know, of course, you're in the U.S. and you're actually a student in the U.S. So what are you doing now? Are you in grad mm-hmm. school, undergrad? Talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. So I'm currently in graduate school. I went to undergrad at Villanova University, and now I'm in graduate school at Jefferson University Mm -hmm. studying a doctor of physical therapy. Wow, good for you. So this is so amazing. It just warms my heart to see um, young people just have this passion for our culture and for the language. So that's really great. And of course, the reason why I was so excited to speak to you and uh, why I think this would be a really great conversation is that you recently, just like me, obviously, you recently started a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to us about your podcast. What is it about? What was the, the purpose? What is it called? Tell the audience who haven't heard anything about it or may want to know a little bit more. Talk to us about that. Sure, definitely. And before I do that, though, I just want to tell you that I love your podcast and I love your talks and I found so much inspiration from the different people you talk to. So thank you for even having me on yours. I really appreciate oh, that. Thank you. That really means a lot. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, but basically, my podcast is called Aji Abiala, an Igbo podcast. Mm-hmm. And Aji is Kolonet in Igbo as you know, and Abiala means that it has come. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a play on several things by even naming it that. But one, the kolina is very significant in our culture, but it can only be blessed in Igbo. Mm -hmm. So I feel like by entitling the podcast that it's kind of like a a call to action Mm -hmm. that like, here we are, like we have this beautiful culture, but if we don't do something, we'll lose it. Mm. And I felt like my podcast basically came about from my own adventure or journey to becoming conversational in Igbo mm. and wanting to help others do that as well. Mm. And I feel like a lot of times people want to start. There's definitely that want but one, don't know where to start and don't know how. Mm. So my podcast does a lot of like teaching how to even how to learn, Mm. teaching phrases and patterns and just things that can help someone become conversational. And then from there, building on on top of it. Mm. Mm. And it's interesting that you, it's funny, you put a different spin on on the Ojia Biela. You talked about Mm -hmm. it being a call to action. Um, It's really Mm -hmm. interesting because that's different. I hadn't thought about it in that way. The way I think about Mm -hmm. Ojia Biela, as you know, Oji in the Igbo culture is a way of welcoming your guests to your house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I saw the podcast Ojia Biela, it's almost like everybody is welcome. It's like an inclusive Mm -hmm. title. So it's interesting that you had a different spin. And that's what's so magical about the Igbo language is that the words can mean different things in different contexts, right? So Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. yeah, And definitely, I was thinking about it as that um, welcoming of guests. And Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely do mean it. Part of my intent behind it is definitely that welcome. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the fact that 
a lot of us will kind of um, be ostracized from being able to really understand it when the prayer is happening yeah. is what is the call to action because it can only have be um the prayer can only happen in Igbo yeah, you got know it, got it that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense that makes sense and so you have um you know you have a kind of like a flow or a format as to how the episodes run so talk to us a little mm-hmm. bit about that is each episode building upon the previous episode what is the thought process for putting your episodes together tell us about that sure so basically the episode has a guest teacher per se and a student. The student is me in each episode, but the guest teacher changes. Mm. And so it starts off with just like a mini conversation between me and the guest teacher in Ipo. And then from there we tackle like different topics. Mm. And in terms of picking those topics, I have tried to be really strategic in the most useful things that can kind of get someone speaking. Mm -hmm. So the first two episodes are about, um, I call it like the survivor toolkit. So what are some phrases that you can use even in Igbo to say, how do I say this in Igbo Mm -hmm. before you even learn anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Or what are some phrases that you can say to say, I'm learning Igbo. Mm. So you, you can start implementing Igbo phrases in your life without even knowing that you constructed it with this verb and it changed to this and that happened and like that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then like the second episode builds upon like learning how to introduce yourself and how, because whenever you (laughs) encounter an evil person, one of the first things or it comes up pretty quickly is like, Oh yeah, that keyboard is, and so just being able to answer that. And I feel like that, encourage you to want to learn more mm-hmm. encourage you to feel welcome mm-hmm. just being able to have those like little uh phrases or mm-hmm. phrase book of things that you can use to actually interact mm-hmm. and then from there we build upon other things that can kind of help with pronunciation so we actually don't or haven't yet go over went over the whole entire alphabet mm-hmm. but we went over something that would be more difficult for an english learner an English speaker to learn Igbo, which is like the double consonants of the diagram. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we literally have an episode where we talk about how to pronounce GB and give you tools that you can use to really come across, like get that sound out and mm-hmm. some vocab words to practice it. Mm-hmm. So it's all very much so along the line of what are useful Igbo that can get you speaking today and then building upon it that. I love it. I love it. And you know what's so interesting about the Igbo language and I'd be interested to get your insights is that there are so mm-hmm. many different dialects of the language, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. of course, the central Igbo, which most Igbo people who can speak Igbo, whatever dialect they speak, can also speak central. Um, but right. then there's like the Oweri dialect, which is what I speak. There's the Anambra mm-hmm. dialect. There's so many inquiries. Mm-hmm. doesn't even sound like Igbo, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, you know, Item, all these different areas, Abriba, they all have their own dialects and mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. if if two Igbo people in the room and one person speaking their dialect and the other is speaking it's like two different languages right oh totally um, so tell me how has that presented more of a challenge learning the language or are you sticking to the central dialect that pretty much everybody can kind of understand does that make sense yeah totally and dialect is such a huge thing <laughs> we talk about with Igbo <laughs> 
And I feel like we should learn how to kind of change the conversation around it a little bit. Mm. Like I've been around (laughs) a number of different people and even um, someone I was working with the other day and she's Italian and she was talking about how she was trying to teach her granddaughter Italian, but then her children said to her, oh, like, you know, Nona, that's what they say to grandmothers. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not the (laughs) Italian that you taught us. She was like, oh, because I taught you that in my dialect. Mm. So it's like in Italy and France and all over the world, even English has dialects. But for some reason with Igbo, we talk about it as if it's so unique and a barrier. And I feel like we really should learn to um, change that thinking. And (laughs) And so I feel like in terms of the podcast and the structure, we and even the idea I recently was taught that there's actually... When we talk about central Igbo, we're really talking about Igbo, Igbo Izuwe, or some pronounced, I messed up the pronunciation. <laughs> um, but there's actually no real such thing as central, but there's the Igbo Izuwe, the one that they use to, um, to write and in books, and yeah. like the one that is used to try to unify the different dialects. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> wow. And so the podcast, the way we try to navigate with dialects is to, we definitely teach quote-unquote central Igbo Mm -hmm. but we also just teach what is what you're very likely to hear because we feel like it gives learner options of different things that they can use to pronounce things so like if you can't say um or you can say Mm -hmm. or just different ways so if I feel like it's easier for me to just say it with the go at the end as opposed to the la. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> Whatever yes. can get me speaking yes. is what we do. And also we feel as though we want our learners to be able to not be so rigid and stuck on Igbo mm-hmm. being so like linear. So yes. if they hear it in a different way, they heard it from the podcast, though they've practicing it the easiest way, but they can recognize that, oh, they, this means the same thing. Yes, um, I love it. I love it. It's, like, <laughs> it's almost like the just do it. Just get in there and speak it. Let's not worry about the dialect. Yes, yes. yes. I yeah. also wanted to say about dialects is that I think too, like I think all of our dialects are so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I once heard someone talking about how a Spanish and Portuguese person were having a conversation both of them in their language, but both completely understanding each other. Mm. And it was totally fine. Yes. And Igbo people do that every day. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> and not even just um, hold, like holding on to their dialect while speaking to another person, but they also so easily switch to someone else's dialect based off of where they are. Yeah. And that's like incredible because yeah. sometimes you're literally speaking almost like two different languages <laughs> at once and your brain quickly switches yes so i think we should give ourselves more credit and like just stop looking at the dialect thing in such a negative light mm. because it's truly not it's truly beautiful mm. in my opinion yeah i yeah this is <laughs> i love it this is so great i you know <laughs> so what are you hoping for your listeners to get from your podcast is the goal for them to be conversational or is it just to be a little bit have a little bit of a better understanding of the language what's the end goal Mm-hmm. So the end goal is definitely like it's kind of compounded. Mm-hmm. My the primary goal is to just to get people conversational. The only reason why that's a primary goal is because I feel like once you feel you have some type of a grasp, it leads way to so many other wonderful things like mm-hmm. learning more about the culture, mm-hmm. learning more about history, mm-hmm. wanting to 
wanting to go beyond just being conversational and mm. being interested in the literature and mm. all of that. Like, I think I'm just trying to help people realize that Igbo can be, it's attainable and it's, and it's um, relevant mm-hmm. enough to really explore it into further depth. Mm. It's interesting that you say you want your listeners to understand that Igbo is attainable. It's interesting because um, I learned to speak Igbo when I was sort of 10, 11. Um, okay. And it was easier for me, but I've always heard that Igbo is a really hard language to learn. And somehow mm-hmm. I think that maybe that's ingrained in people's minds and it's almost mm-hmm. like, oh no, it's too hard. But I love mm-hmm. how you're just breaking it down and just making it simple, right? You don't have to be like the, the grammar coach for Igbo. Just speak, just learn, speak what you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's a great, that's a great, great point. <laughs> If Ananya, what would you say is next after the podcast? Have you not thought that far ahead? This is probably an unfair question, but I, I guess mm-hmm. is it just to just to keep putting out this extremely valuable content for your listeners, mm-hmm. or do you have something beyond the podcast that you'd like to pursue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I have tons of ideas of things that I'd like to pursue, and then I believe the platform. Um, the podcast is giving me a platform to do so. Mm-hmm. Like with the podcast, I'd like to start having book clubs reading books mm. by Igbo writers and eventually in the Igbo language. We will obviously have someone who is, you know, an Igbo speaker and reader help us navigate through that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to start also teaching more about history and also about things like Igbo history and things that matter and also about things like our wedding and each part of it and what does it mean and why it's, mm. it's significant. Yes. Um, I have some things I'm working on, like an app that can um, foster the learning even further. Hmm. Some things that I want to do to kind of help connect people in the diaspora back home with people in Debo back home in mm. Nigeria. Mm. And like a kind of like a mutualistic relationship that I think can actually help kind of employ but not like (laughs) crazily employ but just maybe give people back home some pocket change as they're doing a service for um some people in diaspora so i have like a lot of different ideas (laughs) of things that i want to take this to yeah that's amazing it's so amazing and what resources do you have any ideas for like books resources training that people can can kind of look up and take advantage of in terms of learning the language just maybe is there are there any apps out there are there any websites Mm -hmm. they should be visiting any like Mm -hmm. even on instagram there's so many Igbo forums right like iwamaka Mm -hmm. like ogene Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, what would you recommend for listeners who really want to learn more about the culture in addition, of course, to listening to your podcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the ones you mentioned. I really love as well as like Oku ID, their uh, London based group. Hmm. Um, there's also Juan Daibo who has yeah. become a really good friend of mine through this whole process. And she's really awesome. She has hmm. like a whole platform and business around uh, tutoring people and teaching them Igbo and she takes a very unique and great way of learning as well overall I think there are like a lot of really great resources out there but I would just challenge people to kind of go beyond resources that just teach you like one two three and ABC because I don't mm. think those can be just I don't think random vocabulary is too useful. Mm. I think you definitely need vocabulary when you're learning a language. Mm. But I think we're up against, you know, all of our lives and really making time to learn it. And 
all the different things that we have going on, mm. that if we want to learn this language, we have to make it relevant. We have to make it, we have to be learning things that we can use in our daily life yes. so that it can stick because language learning definitely requires a lot of repetition yeah. and it does require some effort, but we definitely need to make that effort yeah. reasonable. Yeah. So I don't think just learning star randomly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're never going to need to do that in yeah. both help. <laughs> yeah and you know that you raised two points actually you reminded me the first one is of course learning random words because a lot of times just speak the language and a lot of times Igbo people will kind of mix English in there a little mm-hmm. bit with English you know that's better than not speaking at all that's the first thing and the it second is. thing is you had told me when we first spoke about I think a friend of yours who can speak like five six different languages and you asked him <laughs> how he learned and he learned just by just by speaking, basically, right? And yeah. immersing himself in the language. So I think you raise yeah. a really good point. So, of course, the important question is, how do people listen to your podcast? What's the best way? Um, so uh, people can find it on, like, Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, it's like the mm-hmm. app on your phone. Yeah. It's on SoundCloud and it's on Spotify. It's also on Anchor. And I believe it's on, like, pod bean and cast and it basically there's some sites that uh, syndicate it to other things hmm. but those are like the four main ones that i know of okay. uh apple podcast mm-hmm. soundcloud mm-hmm. um <laughs> spotify mm-hmm. and anchor okay and i'll make i'll make those links available in the show notes so the oh, listeners can just click yes of course of course <laughs> it's such a valuable valuable resource i'm so so proud of you so before you oh, go you. i would like us to have some fun and then try and put our ebo I'm to the test <laughs> and let's see of course i don't get to speak evil as often as i'd like living in the diaspora okay. in the u.s but i'd like us to just be conversational maybe what we can do is if we say a sentence just translate because there are obviously non evil speakers that listen in just so they can follow along and of course we'll keep it very simple sure. <laughs> nothing too sure. nothing too complex no. So, I'm down for the challenge. I'm okay. Down for the challenge. All right. So how about I let you go and then I'll respond. How does that work? Sure. I'm going to this afternoon. So we'll stop and we'll, we'll, let's translate. <laughs> So if and I started off by asking how I was and what did I do mm-hmm. today? And I said, I went to work today, but I ended early because I was excited mm-hmm. and I wanted to rush home and speak to her. So <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so I met you I met you in Ohio. Um, okay. Easter. So I enjoy the May celebrate. I nabacha anyayo on Sunday night. Okay. You were as a novel na Ohio. Mba. I I naga gale maka um umweji mam choriga uh uh ulakupo no Ohio. So I nagile ulakupo. Mana iwe ejima. Um, oh God, 16, how do you say? <laughs> oh my gosh. 16, uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, why now? Okay, 
Thanks again and see you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.